everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. Hope your Wednesday night is all right. But now it's time for a street fight. We are streaming live on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. You can follow along as we talk shit to each other. You can jump in the chat with everybody else. Um, we are thankful for all of y'all that show up to do this thing. And uh, get happy that we get to keep doing it. Uh, it's getting bigger and better. And uh, we're accomplishing more things and getting back on track. Uh, Small Business Tyrants 2, the newest zine from Street Fight Radio, is going to be arriving at, on your Patreon in the next couple days. It'll hit your mailbox in the next few weeks. Uh, but we're back on track with all that. If you want more Street Fight Radio, more than just the, the podcast in the basement and the call-in show, we have bonus content available at patreon.com slash streetfightradio. And even if you don't want the, the content, you just want to support the show, you can sign up for a donation, a monthly donation, so we can keep this mess spreading across the U.S. I'm not sure we're going to be performing anytime soon, so it looks like it's just going to be streaming. And uh, we uh, are getting used to this new new uh, landscape, digital landscape. Uh, I know we were doing board games and stuff early on. I'd like to, to get some of that back together. Uh, but we are working on a television show. Next week, Nick from Means TV is going to be coming down to Ohio to help us put our studio together. Uh, so um, that is happening. We've got writers, Drew Spears and Simone Norman are helping us with the writing tasks. Street Fight TV is, is well on the way. And uh, even before Street Fight TV happens, the Hellfire Tour documentary from last year is going to be hitting Means TV very soon. So check that out. I hate making it past the song, but there's so much to say. Uh, if you want to get involved with Street Fight, uh, submit to, for the zine. We're looking for writers, artists, uh, comic creators, whatever you may be, to submit stuff for the zine. Head to streetfightradio.com slash zine dash submission. It's just available at streetfightradio.com. You'll see it right there at the top. We need uh, content right now for metal uh parenting war activism staying indoors alcohol renting and religion those are some of the topics we're working for so if you're creative and you want to help uh help us spread this mess this is the way to get blessed uh that was a lot to say brian how you doing tonight oh i'm doing great i'm feeling like really good it's been quite a week uh has it been quite a week yeah not a not a big time week but you know i've i've had a few I've had a few weird days, and I'm doing good, though. I'm doing good. Uh, I, I need to walk back a little of what I said on Sunday. Okay. Um, I was talking at the beginning of the show about how, oh, I uh, think I might have gotten through to the old in-laws. Sure. You know, you start to feel like it sometimes. A bit sometimes of a... they'll trick your ass, you know? Yeah, they'll just feel like they're in the mood to tell you what you want to hear. They'll trick you. You know why they trick you, though? You know why they trick you? Because they just want you to come around. Yeah. That's it. They just... It's a little bit... They're like, well, we can't be mean to him all the time. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, We want yeah. to be mean to him all the time. Well, I think also emotions are so high, so uh, uh, I'll, I'll tell this real quick. My wife had been saying, you know, I, I think I'm going to go see my parents for Father's Day and you and Gwen, you all go early in the morning, you guys just stay home. Right? Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, I hate to make you uh, go by yourself. And um, I have been getting up around 10, 1030 and stuff. Early. 
Yeah, yeah. I got up at 9.30 today. Wow. So I've been getting up at 10, 10.30, and I was like, I'll go with you. And I found out that the reason she didn't want us to go is because if her dad said something, she was going to unleash because she just wasn't in the mood. Oh, she was primed? She was, yeah, primed. Primed. And uh, I went and ruined it. (laughs) Oh, uh, no. You you diffused the bomb? I ran interference before she went off. Because me and her were having this conversation last night about, like, racist uh, uh, relatives and stuff like that. And about, like, letting it slide. And then being like, uh, um, so if we all let it slide, then what is... how is anything going to happen? Right. You know what I mean? And I've been, I've been having those thoughts a lot lately about just letting it slide. I don't really have anybody that's overtly like nasty racist, but like I do let things slide at times in my life. And, uh, you know, I, I, I gotta stop doing that. Well, yeah, I would stop. I, I have let things slide before, but the problem is not the, the, the issue is, is that they're constantly being uh, offensive. They're just like trying to say stuff to make you mad. So you're constantly having to bring it up. Usually what they do is just back off. I find I find that they just avoid the topics after a certain point. Yeah. That's where a lot of my family has been for the last couple years. Uh, yeah. We're not going to we never talk about football protests. We never talk about any of that shit whenever I'm around. I never get they just are like, "We save that for Times when when Brett isn't going to be here, you know. Right, that's a weird thing too, because I think about that with even my my closest friends, which I know all have like good politics. I and you know a lot of them listen to this show, or one of them listens to this show, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, I think about like do do people feel uncomfortable saying? I've been having this big thing about. I've been dealing with some stuff in my brain, but do people feel uncomfortable saying lib stuff around me that they might believe just because about around me and you are people fully able to be who they are around me and you? I don't know. I doubt it. I truly don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm an asshole and I don't think, uh, and I don't let things slide when it comes to that stuff either. It's just like, well, you know, the, the last time we got into the conversation, I mean, we weren't mean. I'm going to fucking stick up for myself here. We did have a conversation once in like 2017, 2018, where it seemed like me and Brett were ganging up on somebody, but it was really that we both had the same opinion. And 90% of what we did was like, eh, I just don't agree with that. Yeah. No, because it was somebody trying to throw out conventional wisdom stuff. And uh, if you don't agree with the conventional wisdom, you just say, I don't agree with that and move on. It wasn't like a crazy argument or anything like that. And I always think that libs have their hearts in the right. Brett's giving me a look and like, I'm, I'm agreeing with him like halfway through this sentence. Like he, he like, I went, I libs always have their heart in the right. And then he did a thing with his face. And I was like, he's got a fucking point with that face. They do want to, ha- <laughs> they want to, they want to appear like they have their heart in the right places. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I feel it's a weird thing because you can't really tell because I think there are hardcore libs, right? And I think that they do think that they're socialists. Yeah, know? that's true. Yeah, yeah. But I also think that they would be very quick to call the police on a homeless person. If that, 
makes sense. You know, where it's like they, they, I, I get told by a lot of like libs that I'm, you know, on Twitter when people yell at you a lot of times, which doesn't happen to me as much anymore. But back in the day when we would argue with the, the, with the, uh, pro- prag progs, the pragmatic progressives, they would always say, I'm as left as anybody you'll ever meet. I'm, I am so far to the left, I fall off the map. Right. But uh, none of this stuff is practical, and uh, I really don't believe in it. We have to keep things the same way. Yeah, yeah. I've been having a, I've been having like a real battle with myself about like people being able to be who they are around me, you know. And this has been going on for like six months or so, where it's like, ah, you know, I want people to like feel like they gotta like walk on eggshells around me. I want people to feel like they can be themselves. When I'm also in the room. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that's important. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, the father-in-law was sort of paying me lip service and, and kind of, I was nicer this time and I didn't like go in as hard. I did. I said everything that I would yeah. say on this show, but I said it in a much nicer way. But I always, that's the fucking thing with this dude. And I, I assume that's the thing with like your parents too, is that like, you, do you go in yelling? No. Like, so like the times that you fought with your parents, right? About po- political stuff. Did you immediately start yelling at them? No. No, just telling them I don't see it their way makes them yell like crazy. Fucking exactly right. Like, none of it would ever get out of hand if they didn't fucking get... They're the ones... And it's funny because, like, their brains tell them that they that we are governed by emotion. Yep. And they are governed by logic, right? And it's like... <laughs> You're the ones that get all emotional all the time. I mean, I admit that I'm governed by emotion. I 100% admit that a lot of my politics are based on touchy-feely emotional shit. Because, like, I care about people and I want people to be fully realized versions of themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. So they're not wrong about that. But they're just as emotional as I am. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, um... Not going to sink in for them. That's just something we can't ever prove to them. I just They feel so righteously angry. The you, same way we feel righteously angry. I know, but we don't... I, I take... You know how many... Okay, I'm going to tell you. It takes four, four volleys for me before I'm yelling. Four. Four. I will be like this. First volley. I'll just say, oh, nah, just... That's yeah, not I don't how know I exactly, feel. yeah. You know what I mean? Second one. Well, okay. I I'm not going to agree with that. Um, and then explain myself. Third, explain myself another time in a different way. And sh- and then four, it's time to yell. If they're yelling at me, I will be normal for four times. Yeah. You know, after they start yelling. And then I can't help it, I start yelling. Agreed. But like, I, it's like watching their blood pressure go up is disconcerting. And if I wasn't like a, you know, a 200 pound fucking dude, I wouldn't want to fight. And that's uh, another thing I'm thinking about a I, lot. I don't know. I just like picking on and trolling people. I remember just people being like, 
yeah, you know what Barack, Barack Obama's doing? He, he's going to create this health care law so that, you know, it's a, it's a single, it's a, it, it all fails. And then the government has to swoop in and set up their own health care. And I was like, oh, that, that would be a brilliant move to get his own health care. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> I did that one a couple times. That is fucking wise, though. That was what Republican, I don't remember yeah, that they were saying more. They were saying, when he was starting to set stuff up, they were saying that, like, He's making it private, but it's all secret communist shit. He's going to make it so that they eventually have to do it. So they eventually have to do a government plan. It'll be single payer. And I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I just thought it was going to be this shitty government health care. I, I thought it was going to be like, sh- I'm sorry. I thought it was going to be this uh, shitty private health care forever. That sounds like a cool idea. <laughs> if we get there and we when we get to universal health care, he's going to take credit for it. Though, oh, yeah. In that oh, yes. Way. Oh, yes. You know, everybody. Like, I started all that yeah. shit. I got, the ball, yeah. got, got the, the ball rolling. Yeah. Got the ball rolling. <laughs> Let me try. <laughs> Let me try. Uh, folks, I uh, got the ball rolling. <laughs> yep. Not bad. That's not bad <laughs> for Brian. Great. You're great not to stand with me. It didn't sound like the East Coast, so. Yeah. That's accounts. The, the, That's accounts. The, 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 the like, uh, chess. The 27th dimensional chess yes. stuff that they talk about is just... Because now you're looking at a guy like Joe Biden, right? And it's like, I think that... What do you... It's like a hamster on a wheel in his head, but that's like the hack thing. I'm trying to think... Like, maybe what's going... I don't know what's going on in his head. You know? You sent me that clip today, which was what? What? I don't know. Uh, it just got posted. I will. I can. It was so low energy. Dog. It was. <laughs> it was extremely we're fucked energy. I guess. It Let me was get it for you. So uh, defeatist. Yeah, just vamp for me for a second. But when you hear it, you feel like I think. Uh, I think. Um, it's probably Scrub League. Scrub League. Love Scrub League. Shows oh, up with another 1312. FTP forever. Fuck 12. I mean, he's such a weird dude anyway. He's standing in front of an American flag. And I remember who posted it. Now. Well, you know what's hilarious is that on the podium, it says uh, ready to open the right way. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? That's, That's extremely Democrat horseshit. Ready to open the right way is. You don't open. Yeah. That would be the right thing to do is not open. The right thing to do would be uh, ready to o- ready to stay closed and hand out big fat checks. That would be. <laughs> that's where I'm at. <laughs> I ain't even got my big fat check, man. You haven't gotten yours yet? I'm never going to get that big fat check, man. I mean, I got mine. All right. So, yeah. It says text United to 30330. Reopen right. Safer and stronger. So this is what we're, uh, this is our, our team, right? Yeah, this is for us. This is who we, this is what's the most important thing to do is to vote for this guy. Uh, I'll play the audio here. You can put your headphones in, Brett. I think the listeners should be able to hear this. You're not going to. Oh, I'm, I guess I can. Are you plugged in the right way? I'm plugged into the right one. Yeah, you got to hear it, man. You got to join me. I love it. In hearing this, I got to pause it. I got to start it back. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go now. So he's standing in front of an American flag, by the way. I don't know where he's at. And jarring to talk to no audience. I, yeah. I'm, 
I am we've tried fully admitting this. We've done it. We've did some test reels for the TV show, and uh, it is really hard to say a joke like that. I think it's funny, and like usually, if we, if we think it's funny, the the audience will usually respond. You know, we have a good barometer. But when you're just telling jokes in front of in front of you, it's just embarrassing. If me, it's like I really think of I think pretty highly of myself. <laughs> right. If me, you, Drew, and Simone all think the jokes are good. I think they're good. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But like when you tell it and there's nothing comes back, you're like, no, that's where something comes back. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> that's the part where people are going to be falling out of their chairs. All right. All right. So that's, we're being fair to Joe. Reopen right. Reopen. It's yeah. Let's reopen right. Like the right said, let's do what the right said. And reopen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what's funny about the Democrats is how, how they def they accept defeat oh, like they're they, so bad there's nobody better at accepting so defeat than the democrats uninspiring. because they they fucking accept it before they've even lost like no we're going to open businesses harder than the republicans would <laughs> we're going to have cleaning teams cleaning out all your favorite major league ballparks and and concert centers <laughs> oh my god yeah here, here's joe so he just <laughs> leaves. They, they can't hear it. They can't hear it. No. Oh fuck. fuck. Damn, we're not gonna be able to play McDonald's cop either at this point. He said, "What did he say?" He said, "Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, what do you, you need to get to work? Do what needs to be done." <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how he said it, Mr. President. You need to get to work. Do what needs to be done. It just... He is... So... Out of it. I... That I don't... It's, I guess like somebody was saying... I mean, my father-in-law thinks he's not going to make it to the election. And so many other people think he's not going to make it to the election. But then what happens, really? If he does. If he does not. Oh, either. I don't know. Like, if you even game it out, if he doesn't, who else is there really that they're gonna let no well they're not hillary <laughs> no uh michelle michelle maybe. obama yeah maybe i I mean we would win on that she would one win. yeah she, she could win, win a fucking presidency yeah. <laughs> for oh sure. my god she would win yeah uh i'm trying to think of who else could possibly be. i don't know how that works i mean does he have to pick a vp does that person take over is it jill biden uh jill biden i don't think your wife just gets to be the president i know i mean yeah. it would be cool that people would vote for me then you know because katie would be president yeah yeah you know i'm gonna die yeah he's sleepy joe though he's gonna be uh he's a he 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 really seems like he's he's dying i guess is is my point yeah everybody sees it uh but i don't know who is I don't have a workplace to go to to hear anybody like. There's a Biden sign around the corner. A Biden sign went up. Do you want to knock on his on their door? I do, and ask them like, "Can we have a conversation?" You can put tell this me what's going on. Your, you put this sign in your front yard. I feel like this is inviting a political conversation. And I would like to take you up on that invitation. Yeah. <laughs> and then sit down on their porch with them and just get in there, man. Really, really get in there. You know, I don't think they, I think what happened, we're still at the phase though, where 
Nobody's excited about Biden. You're right. But there will be in September or October. See, I've seen enough elections happen where like, yes, in June, maybe even in July, before the conventions and stuff, everybody's kind of like, well, you know, you got to vote for him because he's not the other guy. You know, that's like the whole thing. That's that's like the whole conversation. And uh, for me, like right right around September, October, they start doing the hard sell. Yeah. Where then they have to tell you that he's actually good. And that's what I'm waiting for, because I don't really know what you say at that point. How do we convince them? How do they convince us that he's good? Like, what is there? It seems like such, it, it seems like just like reopen, right? It seems like they've conceded the election and they think that Trump is just going to win no matter what. Do you remember when Obama was up for reelection and the Republicans put up Mitt Romney? And the like conventional wisdom was like, yeah, we'll let Mitt Romney run because he'll never win anyway. Sure. You know, I wonder if that's what, you know, the Joe Biden thing is. It's like, yeah, we'll let Joe Biden run. You know, <laughs> we'll let Joe Biden run. Who, 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 uh, I mean, they did their little, they did their voting thing. They did their primary to get him. Not all of it though. Right. Enough they of it. They cut it off in the end. They didn't do enough. I don't think, but I mean, hey, you know, he was going to be, even if Bernie Sanders like had won the thing, he was going to be in second place. So he did win, you know, like there was the momentum was the Joe momentum was going his way. So, yes, you know, it was all okay. I guess we stay here. uh, uh, I can talk about uh, Mike Pence telling governors to repeat misleading claims on outbreaks. What? Uh, this is from the new. Oh, they like turned it off. Okay, so uh, why? Okay, Vice President Mike Pence encouraged governors on Monday to adopt the administration's claim that increased testing helps account for the new coronavirus outbreak reports, even though evidence has shown that that explanation is misleading. It is not even misleading in a way. It, it does. It still means that there are more cases, I guess. I don't know who that, who, of course, we're testing more. Yeah. And we're finding out more people have it. That's like the, I don't know where you get comfort in that. Yeah. I I feel like that's just how you have to, that's how the science works. Really? (laughs) The tests give you the confirmed answer, right? On a call with the governor's audio of which was obtained by the New York Times, Mr. Pence urged them to continue to explain to your citizens the magnitude of the increase in testing in addressing the new outbreaks. And he asked them to encourage people with the news that we're safely reopening the country. In fact, seven-day averages in several states with outbreaks have increased since May 31st. In at least 14 states, the positive case rate is increasing faster than the increase in the average number of tests according to an analysis of data collected by the New York Times. So uh, we are basically uh, uh, fucked. They're not giving us anything, and they're also not closing anything. Yeah, um, I think the whole thing's coming down. I do think the whole thing's coming down. We, 
have a couple months to go. I know we have that caller that calls in and talks about, you know, every, the first of every single month is a general strike. Um, but I've been paying attention to some of the articles that are talking about the <laughs> Omni crisis that's on the way. Uh, but also was listening to, uh, the, uh, sorry, uh, District Sentinel Radio. I was listening to Sam and Sam talk about it. And, uh, you know, they laid it out, you know, the, the, uh, eviction courts in Columbus have already started up again. And, uh, there's about to be an end on the moratorium for student loan payments and people's mortgages are going to be due again. And, uh, there's a lot of shit coming and not enough money to cover it. Um, the, the stimulus that the government did was the highest increase in like in monthly wages for workers and like ever. Like it's really, yeah, it was like a 10% increase of everybody's like monthly take home pay from the stimulus and everything. Like it was a huge, they're like driving us off a cliff. Yeah. Is that, are well, we on a fiscal cliff? But no, it's just, we are, but now we're going to dry out. Like we're about to get dried out and yeah, uh, they're going to take everything away from us. Yeah. Now they're going to, they're going to say, well, we're reopened, find a job. It's time to pay rent again. You know? Yeah. We're going to have to, now is the next phase of this coming in July. Uh, we're going to have to start surrounding people's houses and preventing the sheriff from foreclosing on their houses and yeah. taking away their rental properties. We're going to have to have whole buildings. Uh, we're going to have to have a bunch of people show up at a building and take it away from the developers or whoever right. owns it. Yeah. That's what's coming next. Yeah. 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 That, I mean, that's where the fight is at. I mean, we're, people are going, people are going to be homeless by the end of the summer a lot more than yeah, we've ever seen. I agree with that. Also, I think that if the thing about this, this argument that makes me crazy is they're still not testing everybody or even, I mean, they basically tell us only get a test. If you really, really, you know, come well, on buddy, if you really feel like it, then I guess get a test, but you know, I'd rather you not. I got notified that like CVS and was doing tests and then you had to go fill out this form and they were just like, ah, yeah, you don't really sound like you have COVID. So you don't need to get tested. Everybody like, fucking has, I've heard that a million yeah. times. It's like, if they were testing everybody, like the fucking move, man, from the beginning has been to just test everybody and separate us. Yeah, get rid of it and let it die out with them. Yeah. Find everybody that has it and let them, and isolate them until it dies out with them. Keep them away from everybody else. Why does uh, that seem impossible? My sister is a nurse in Arizona and the stuff that she's been saying is like really scary shit, man. There's a lot, they're overwhelmed and very nervous about their health and well-being and exposure to it and everything yeah i i would i would imagine of patients that. overnight and shit yeah i believe uh, hundreds of patients overnight <laughs> yeah i drive by you know what's crazy about that is like i drive by the hospital every time i leave here and like the the the, the thing that's there's no cars there where there, the hospital Right. Oh. I drive by Riverside Hospital when I leave Brett's house to go to my house. It's one of the biggest hospitals in the city, Riverside Methodist Hospital. And there's no cars in the parking lot. And you can drive by a hospital and see no cars in the parking lot and sort of get like a, a feeling of like everything's okay, I guess, in a way. You know, maybe I'm wrong about this. About I, what, but what? it's because people can't get yeah. visitors. 
You know? They have to FaceTime their dying family members and shit. And there's just... I, I, I mean, the curve was always about making sure that we had the beds and the resources to make things happen. But, like, I, I don't know how Columbus is faring. I don't know how Ohio is faring at this point. Um, I know that we're f- pretty much fully open right now. I, mean, I, I, really, I can't think of anything we can't do except for concerts. Yeah, none of the big events are together. Um, most of the, I haven't the restaurants. Uh, I did see there are people on the patios. There are people eating, but uh, I, I don't know. It doesn't feel fully open in that way. But I, it I, is. I mean, I guess like the thing. I don't think people are doing it. I yeah, that's the that's the key is. We have to now just do this rugged individualist version of like fighting a pandemic because the government isn't going to yeah. fucking do anything about it. And we have to just be like, boy, I would really like to go eat ribs at fucking Chili's, but uh, I can't. I, yeah. I shouldn't do that. But then we all know that there's a fucking full Chili's. <laughs> yes, ready to serve you. Ready, I, ready to do a, a three three tier meal deal for seventeen ninety nine. Because I was in that's that's the thing is I was in the suburbs for a funeral on Monday. I had to, I had to go to this funeral. Which, by the way, I just want to say, Gary, what Carter was a great was a great man who took in a lot of bad kids, and he would bust our balls and stuff like that. But he was fucking wonderful, and everybody that he took in ended up doing very well for themselves and i just tribute rest in peace gary rest in peace my man r.i.p gary yeah um so i went to his his funeral in grove city which is the suburbs yeah and uh they have um all the strip mall stuff you could ever want mm-hmm. and and big lot, box stores yeah all the big box stores all the everything lot and, and a full lots of vinyl siding houses for you yes so i was out there uh, and I humiliatingly showed up to the funeral a half hour early, the showing a half hour early. I thought it was supposed to be at five, but it was supposed to be at six. And I just was like, I got to get out of here. I was like humiliated. You know what I mean? Cause I didn't want everybody to fucking pull up and I'm sitting in like waiting for the funeral to happen. Okay. You know? Like I felt like that would be socially weird because it's a guy I haven't talked to in 20 years. He was just a guy that was very important in my life, you know? Uh-huh. So anyway, I, uh, 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 I, I needed the power supply for my PlayStation two or four PlayStation four. So I could play the last of us two, which I'm picking up on Friday and it won't make me sad at all because they're all video game people and I don't have feelings. But anyway, uh, I, uh, I'm setting all my stuff up and we had, I had lost the power cord. So I was like, I'm going to go get another one. And Best Buy said they had two in stock. I masked up. I went to Best Buy. And I was the only motherfucker in there wearing a mask. Really? I was just like the only guy in there wearing a mask. What and about the employees? The Some of the employees had them on, but their nose. Yeah. Uh, they were, they were just going to huff the virus, not suck it. Yeah. Um, and how many people were in there? Probably, you know, it was not like packed like a Saturday, but it was because it was a Monday afternoon. How many? 5.30. I would say 15. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine sucking on 15 strangers' breath right now. 
God damn it, people. It seems like a risk to me. Yeah. At yeah. the very least, it seems I'm like a risk. I'm going to take that risk. Yeah. Yeah. So keep your breath to yourself. As I'm leaving the store, which, by the way, they fucked me over, too. They said they didn't have it, even though they did. Well, they definitely had it, but the guy was like, it's not going to work. Okay. And then I left and found out that it it was the right thing, that he was probably just didn't want to go back and get it for me. And So he said, we have it, but it's not going to work. Yes. He said, well, we have this cord, but this cord's not going to work because it needs a box on it or some shit. A transformer? Uh, yes. But the PS4 doesn't have one of those if you have the big version of it. Okay. So... He could have had just no idea what he was talking about. And let me do, yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, that's big box store life. If 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 uh, uh, Jerry's uh, electronic store was still the uh, norm, then Jerry would probably know everything about all the electronics in there. That's true. You know? Instead of having one arrogant teenager at a Best Buy, yeah, just some teenager was like, "What are you fucking stupid? This is not going to work." So anyway, I uh, uh, I leave. And I'm like looking, I decided to like look around because like this is the second time I've been to the suburbs and like nobody's wearing a mask. It's crazy. And nobody is like at the restaurants, they're up moving around without masks on. And the fucking worst part about it is they make you feel like a fucking dumbass for wearing a mask. They're fucking gruff to you. Oh, yeah. About the mask. They're annoyed. You know? They, got, they want to give you a piece of their mind when they see it. Yeah. What the I, fuck are you doing? I'm yeah. sitting there looking at charts and people are like, we actually never flattened the curve and we're not going to get a second wave. It's just going to be worse from here. I'm reading all of these things. I'm getting texts from my sister. And then I put my mask on and I go to the store and people look at me like, I'm a fucking crazy person. Like a coward? Yeah. Almost? Like 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 a draft dodger. I'm a sheeple. <laughs> like, like, they a draft you, dodger. Like they would have looked at you like a draft dodger in World War II. What's this fucking guy? You know? It's weird. It's such a weird... Uh, uh, and it's because they're getting bad information, though, too. I mean, is the news covering coronavirus? I mean... I don't watch it. But I feel like I don't see it as much as I did before the uprising. My Weather Channel app, uh, at one point, added a coronavirus tracker on it so that you could go check the weather, and then you could kick, click on the little corona icon, and it would show you what check was going on. Shit. Yeah, yeah, it's gone now. Yeah, like, it's like they're not reporting on that news anymore. <laughs> yeah, the corona news. I mean, the I mean, coronavirus outbreak section of the New York Times is still there. I, I will see that. I've seen plenty of articles, but it's all from the same. It's like from our people. It's from just people that pay attention to the news if, if it's not in front of their faces. Um, but I think that for most people, it's kind of over with. Yeah. People kind of believe like the summer, like the sun kills it or something. No, I don't think that. I, I, I mean, I guess my, my feeling is that people, uh, think it's safe because they don't read the New York Times. And they're mostly focused on the uprisings on either side of them. Yeah. So the conservatives are freaking out about the Chaz. Or I yeah. think it's called something else now. But Chop. Chop. The, the conservatives are freaking out about the Chop. And uh, liberals are doing whatever they do. And you can never tell what they're doing. But they're not talking about coronavirus. 
And um, it does feel like the world's back to normal to me. And it, when I'm out, when I'm out walking around town, get my 50,000 steps a day in, it looks open. Now, during the week, it is a little bit more like empty yeah. downtown, but on the weekends, it's back. It is back. Did you see that picture of Kid Rock's Honky Tonk Bar and Grill? I did. That, to me, was disturbing. That was that was one of those things where I looked at that and I said, these fucking people are st- just stupid. This is stupid. You know? Yeah, people want to be free, man. They want to be free to get viruses. Yeah, that was the craziest part of it. They want their right to get to get COVID as well. Yeah, to make I, hey man, if you want to get COVID, uh, do it once again. Stay home. Yeah, but there's an employee that's paid to go yes. like and just pour shots in people's mouth. You know that has to deal with all of their germs. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to know. It is really fucking hard for me to figure out like how to deal with these people because like there aren't law. There, I don't want to put people in jail, which also has horrible coronavirus outbreak right you know i don't so like when you tell people to stay home but you keep the businesses running to me it seems like it's not gonna fix itself ever i guess like we just during that first month of during that first month month and a half of lockdown we had made peace with the fact that we couldn't go anywhere or do anything. Yeah. And we just had to figure out new ways to uh, entertain ourselves. And uh, we started going outside, sort of jogging, uh, uh, working out, uh, going into the woods and checking out what what's in the woods. Uh, uh, just things like that, playing pickleball or whatever, you know, with your, with your best friends. Sure. And, uh, 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 once they opened everything back up, it seems like there was like a segment of the country that flipped right back into like, ah, fuck the woods, man. I can go to Standard Hall. I can go to Kid Rock's Honky Tonk Bar and Grill, you know? And I'm, I am not, I don't want to go at all to any of these places. Uh, I do want to. I have a lot of people that are like, you know, saying it's fake. They, they think it's been proven now. That it was never a danger. Because they think it's proven because they haven't uh, 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 looked at the charts. Sure. If that makes sense. But there are people who say that, like, I think the argument now is that it's a flu that 99% of people survive. I have heard that, yeah. Yeah, that's their big thing. But it's like, well, okay. Those 1% of people are still people, though. Yeah, that's the wrong one percent to want to die. And uh, the there is that, a one percent that I want all to die. Yeah, but it's not, not that one percent. Yeah, the lasting, the lasting, uh, the lasting damage that it does to your body, I think, is also something to worry about. The death is not is not the worst the worst part, really. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about this Trader Joe. Well, before I go into this Trader Joe, I don't have proof of this. This is an anecdotal story that I got. From a person secretly, I trying to keep it as anonymous as possible. Okay, but um, 
our power company fired a few people for posting about being at the protests, apparently. It broke their social media code of conduct in which... Trader Joe's people. Not Trader Joe's. The electric company. The electric company. Okay. AEP, American Electric Power, in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, they, I, I'm here. I heard a rumor that they fired three people for going to the protests, and then uh, what they did was they let everybody know that they fired three people who went to the protest. And uh, they put it on, like, some internal email, some kind of a site. And uh, it broke their social media code of conduct because they're not supposed to talk about these sorts of things. Like, so if they... Basically what the argument is... that Basically what the argument is... Is that you're... You uh, uh, represent the company at all times when you're not when even when you're like not at work and when you're on the internet and if somebody which by the way i used to think our listeners were all crazy for using fake names and stuff on facebook and like oh who cares who cares but apparently if you put your employer don't list your employer on there first of all but if you list your employer and then somebody complains to the company if you list your employer, that means that you're subject to the same rules you are when you're at work. And at that point, they can fire you for misbehaving on Facebook or Twitter or something like that because you, uh, offend, you offended a customer, I guess. And, uh, it's very weird because like, I'm not a, I'm not a Facebook guy. Uh, anymore. I'm not on there much, but I'm also not like a guy with a real job. So it's very hard for me to, uh, understand. And I never put my real job on the Facebook, but, uh, uh, yeah, it looks like in the chat, people are saying they've never listed their current, uh, their current employers, which is smart because I guess people could go explain and people are always trying to get people fired. You know, like that's just, it's good practice not to, not to post your employer on Facebook. So that was a rumor that I had been here, that I have been told in confidence and, uh, I can give you, I I'm going to try to get some proof of this. I'm going to try to get the internal email and keep you all posted on this. Maybe next Wednesday I'll have some information, but, uh, yeah, it's really interesting to me. I, I, so I got this Trader Joe's story that came up earlier in the week. And, uh, I'm just going to read what the Trader Joe's store 130. It is their, uh, uh, I believe this is, uh, an attempt to unionize this Trader Joe's or Trader. I don't think Trader Joe's is a union, but, uh, this is, uh, this is somebody from the Capitol Hill Trader Joe's store in, uh, I guess that's Seattle. Yeah, it's Seattle, Capitol yeah. Hill. Uh, on June 11th, dozens of Trader Trader Joe's Capitol Hill uh, workers informed store management that they would be participating in the June 12th protest organized by the local chapter of Black Lives Matter. Store managers determined that broad participation in the protest would lead to staffing issues and decided to close the store early on June 12th. 
which is fucking fine because of COVID. Everything closes early anyway. Nobody would expect it to be open. You know, I don't expect anything to be open after seven o'clock at this point, except for bars and restaurants. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, store management assured workers participating in the protest that this would be considered an excused absence and would not result in any disciplinary measures. But on the morning of June 12th, a representative from TJ's corporate called the store to ask about the early closure. Unsatisfied with the rationale for the early closure, corporate informed store management that the store would close indefinitely, effective immediately. Whoa. Uh, we are a group of workers who wish to remain anonymous. Believe it's no coincidence that the store was abruptly closed on the day that dozens of us took action in support of the movement for black lives. We know that the company will try to avoid the appearance of being antagonistic to the movement. They will likely cite personnel issues, safety concerns, or operating costs as rationale for the store closer. What they really mean when they cite personnel issues is that they saw our store as a hotspot for worker organizing. TJ's corporate has aggressively squashed worker organizing for years and has a long record of retaliation. This is the most dramatic retaliation any TJ store has seen to date, but it's not an isolated incident. Prior to the abrupt store closure, we had been organizing to secure a living wage, health insurance for all workers, and basic protections against COVID-19. The large majority of us were already living paycheck to paycheck, and many of us were working without health insurance while risking steady exposure to the public in the midst of a pandemic. Which is, you know. Yeah. Damn. You know, this is the first time I'm really thinking about how like people are really the people that are risking their lives most i mean you know nurses and doctors obviously but you know people who work at fast food restaurants and grocery stores and places like that that don't have health insurance is yeah that's a, that's, that's unconscionable it is it sounds like some sort of it sounds like some sort of what if scenario. Yeah. Like, would you risk your life to make a million dollars? You know, like, but it's, but like, you're making $9 an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Trader Joe's, uh, you, but you have to work. I mean, otherwise you don't have anywhere to live. That's or true. No food. Yeah. While Trader Joe's has publicly voiced support for black crew members and customers. The company has done nothing to tangibly support the movement for black lives. And they have penalized employees for supporting the movement. While the company insists that they value crew member feedback and support crew-led solutions, they have consistently disregarded our insights and requests. We know what it take for the store. We know what it would take for the store to run smoothly, and we want to be in a conversation with store management about solutions. That's the fucking dream, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like that, I've always been. I, I, I think that like that's something that when somebody tells me. Uh, when somebody, when somebody tells me that, that like, uh, uh, this place would run better without like co-op stuff. When people explain co-op stuff to me, that has always made the most sense to me. Yeah. When it gets explained to me, you know, because if anybody knows how to run a business, if anybody does know how to run the company, it's the fucking workers in the place, some fucking dipshit. So they decided at this Trader Joe's, hey, we're going to fucking take the day off and we're going to do a Black Lives Matter protest. And uh, I don't think anybody's going to be mad about it. Yeah. Uh, the employees all want to do it. Let's close the fucking store. 
You know, management even says. Right. Like, let's just fuck it. Hey, fuck it. Let's close early. You know? And then some corporate shithead from somewhere else, who fucking knows where this motherfucker is from, calls to check on the hours. Which, by the way, what are they doing? Are they, like, like Googling the hours of Trader Joe's? Probably the worked hours. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No. Because they hadn't done it yet. Right? Or, or maybe I didn't they hear it. I don't know. I don't know if it's how important that is. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So, you know, this is a union and, uh, it's not a union. It's not a union. It's people <laughs> t- working towards in organizing in order to get Trader Joe's store 103 running. So anyway, uh, we are saddened by the store closure. For each of us, it means both a loss of community and a loss of financial security in the midst of an economic downturn. We recognize it's a loss for our neighborhood as well, and we hope you will join us in demanding that Trader Joe's reopen Store 130 and restore our jobs immediately. We've heard that TJ's corporate will make a final decision about the closure this coming Monday. We will be prepared with response regardless of the decision. So, I have their decision, because this happened Sunday night while we were doing the uh, show, and uh, it sounds like, to me, I'll read it, Trader Joe's Capitol Hill crew members received a message on Monday stating that the company plans to reopen our store. Okay. So this worked. Organizing gets the goods. It it did. Uh, We know that this would not have happened without the incredible outpouring of community support we received over the last 24 hours. Over 22,000 of you have signed our petition. The announcement that the store will reopen is a big win, and it's very clear to us that the fight isn't over. None of us have received a guarantee that our jobs are protected, and Trader Joe's has yet to take tangible action in support of the movement for black lives. The message we received via our scheduling app claimed that the temporary closure is to execute a remodel plan to address safety and security concerns that have developed over the last year. Okay. I don't... I mean, that they didn't let anybody in the whole store know about until... They all went to a protest march. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't tell any anybody else. And like safety concerns as in like health insurance. Like these Trader Joe's is evil, dude. I'd sad to say. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, I, I don't think they're they're there's a Trader Joe's Facebook groups and there's always talks of unions and people getting shut down and saying it's not gonna happen. And yeah, this is happening a lot. It's Trader Joe's. Yeah, and but, it's one of those places where people are convinced that like everybody that works there is happy. You know? Everybody, that, it's like Whole Foods. Whole Foods like, was like that. I don't. I don't think anymore. I think everybody knows it's a shit job now. Do you? You think the people that like do all their grocery shopping there for yeah, ethical reasons? There are some people that I'm sure it, <laughs> they haven't been reading. If if you haven't read an article in the last five years, you might think Whole Foods is still a good job. But yeah, you might be right. I mean. Yeah, people used to think that every. I used to think that people that worked at Whole Foods had health insurance and uh, were making more than the minimum wage. I believe like they $15 were. Like $15 an hour or something. Like the, the good way. Yeah. You know, and they were all happy. But yeah, Amazon took it over. And uh, I mean, they, you know, Amazon can't afford to pay them people yeah. a living wage and give them health insurance. It would fucking destroy Amazon, you know? Yeah. 
kidding. The crew had not been informed of any remodel plans until today and had not been informed of an extended closure until this past Friday. We know that the store management was also surprised by the abrupt closure. Closure. Trader Joe's corporate is feeling the public pressure and is scrambling to regain control of the narrative. They're backpedaling and trying to defend an indefensible decision they made on Friday. We intend to be in conversation as a collective with store management and TJ's corporate. We're not going to overlook the major breach of trust from this past Friday. We want to keep our jobs and we don't feel like we can go back to the store without addressing long-standing issues. We hope we can count on you both to support our demands moving forward and to support the movement for Black Lives. So that is, uh, that's pretty cool. I, they're, they're, they're trying, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're going to go for something. It's better to not have uh, contracts and shit that you're bound to. It's better to just say, hey, everybody that works at this place feels this way. You know? I like this method, too. I do. I I, uh, I mean, I know one big union is like the move. Obviously, we want that in this world. We want one big union. But like this flexibility that you can get from organizing just within the place. I mean, it's risky. Yeah, because they can. But I think also now it's like maybe that was the time when you could come form with a bargaining contract because uh, you have the solidarity that's necessary, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's I, kind I of hard so. to you have proof of concept already at this point. Yeah. And I also think that you can't get away with some of the same shit. If that makes sense, yeah. like now it's like you were saying about like stopping evictions and stuff like that. Like, I feel like that's a totally possible thing to do now. Yeah. I feel like we've cracked open a new sort of, uh, we've cracked open a new direct action, direct action vein. And like, since everything's crumbling and falling apart with the coronavirus and all that shit, it's like they fucking could have kept us docile if they had just given us money yeah and locked it down yeah you they know what gave I mean? us money and said tip extra hard to essential workers yep get your get your groceries delivered and give them a 20 spot yeah and it wouldn't have been no skin off their ass to do it at all no they could have kept us happy they risked everything but now we're gonna you know in my mind we're gonna watch it crumble and that to me is like I figured it was going to happen at some point, not in my lifetime, but I knew that it was coming, you know? Yeah. But I knew, I knew it was on its way. We were due. Yeah. I just didn't we were know due when. For a hit. I didn't know I was going to not be in my prime. It, you know, I kind of, you, you wish you were in your prime. Yeah. You know? Sure. I wish you were 25 right now. Just going fucking nuts, man. I would be going crazy if I was 25. True. It is hard to have take care of a seven-year-old and also try to be involved with a lot of this stuff. With the revolution. Yeah. To be involved with the revolution. So it's, uh, I mean, I think shit's happening. They're scared, you know, which is nice. Uh, I'll do one more and get out of here. We are taking the call-in show off this week. We are dads. And, uh, Father's Day off. We want to spend time with our families on Father's Day, and we want them to treat us better than they do on any other day of the year, which is really the point of Father's Day. I'm going to make them watch this uh, three-hour movie from 1966 called Grand Prix. It has, like, um, Walter Matthau in it or something. It's like some race car driver. 
You're going to make your daughter watch it? Yeah, I'm going to tie her down into a chair. No fucking sit her down. I'm going to say, no miraculous, not today. We're about to watch this three-hour movie. I don't know what I'm going to do It's yet. two DVDs. I've said this before about my fam. I, I said this earlier online. James Garner, not Walter Matthau. My, uh, same guy. My family always is like, we want to take a walk with you. Yeah. But then they're like, you walk too much. This is too far. Yeah, that's not fair. That's it's not a fair thing long. to say. And then also, it's like, the other side of that is that like, they could be like, don't take your walk today. And it's like, but it's Father's Day. And this is like what I like to do. So, <laughs> but uh, I think we'll probably figure something out to do together. And uh, you're going to, I'd smoke some pork maybe. I okay. botched a brisket this week on my new smoker. Really? Yeah. It was just. Take some practice. I haven't grilled. I, I botched two grill jobs this week. Two GJs. Okay. I had two GJs. Two botched GJs. Yeah. <laughs> two botched GJs. Two botched grill jobs. I had a grill job um, on my new tiny grill that went very poorly. I had to put my pork chop in the oven and with the broiler to get it to temperature. Wow. Not used to it yet. I'm not, I can't, I haven't cooked with fire in like years now. So I'm having trouble. And then this pork, this brisket was just mind blowingly fucked. It took me all day and it was fucked and it was a $30 brisket. You couldn't eat it? No, it was gross. It wasn't gross. Like everything I did to it was good. But it was fucking tough. It was some tough shit. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know what I would have done with it. It was so tough, dude. It was like, I went to cut it. And it was, I like went to bite it. And it was just like dry, like stringy. Yeah. And tough. And I was like, mm, I guess this one's not good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's what it is. Uh, Ted Cruz this week. And maybe one of the most pathetic things I've I've seen in a while. This is pathetic, Brett. Yes, it is. Pathetic. This is a tweet. Uh, Ron Perlman. Let's start with how this is. Uh, the Ron Perlman was talking shit to some guy named Matt Gates, who is also a politician. Let's figure that out. He's Florida. Oh my God. So his thing says florida man proudly serving in the first district in congress he's a machine handsome and going places says donald trump oh that's there's a big big support base so so uh uh uh, so he is who knows where he's fucking running for so anyway ron perlman says you're lucky for this guy, Matt. If it weren't for him, you'd be the ugliest politician walking. And he puts a picture of Jim Jordan, who is an Ohio representative who, let's get this up here. Uh, there is, he's a Republican and, uh, he used to be a wrestling coach at, uh, Ohio State University. Okay. And uh, there was six former. So here it is. So we'll start here. And this is March 6, 2020. Uh, Six former wrestlers say Representative Jim Jordan knew about abusive OSU doctor. 
So Tito Vasquez says he still remembers the day three decades ago when as a wrestler at the Ohio State University, the doctor he'd gone to see about a bloody nose insisted on examining his genitals. Whoa. He also recalls how one of his coaches dismissed the immediate complaint. His, uh, I have nothing to do with this, Vasquez quoted the coach. Oh, God. What? Sorry, audio started playing in my ear. I have nothing to do with this, Vasquez quoted the, assi- quoted the assistant coach, saying, as he effectively ended the conversation and went on with wrestling practice. That coach, Vasquez says, was Jim Jordan, now an Ohio congressman and an influential voice in Republican politics. So this wrestling coach went on to be a uh, politician. And uh, so Ron Perlman... Was was calling a guy ugly. Ron Perlman is Hellboy. Fuck yeah, he is, dude. Who else? The all, the good Hellboy, not the the bad Hellboy. Or there's Brent no likes, bad. There's no. There's bad never Hellboy. been a bad Hellboy. <laughs> there's <laughs> the original Hellboy. Well, the ba- the original Hell. Can we'll call him the original Hellboy? Okay. So, um, Ted Cruz takes this and quote tweets. The Ron Perlman tweet. Right. He's owning him. And he goes, listen, hell boy, you talk good game when you've got Hollywood makeup and stuntmen. By the way, Ron Perlman's huge. Yeah. Like, he's just a huge dude that could, like, crush Ted Cruz. Yeah, I mean, a a good two-handed shove would send him on his ass. (laughs) I know. I feel like Ron Perlman would whip my ass in, like... Three minutes. You know what I mean? I think Ron Perlman could whip my ass. Okay. You know? Uh, So anyway, he goes, this is like a novel here. Listen, Hellboy, you talk a good game when you've got Hollywood makeup and stuntmen, but I'll bet $10,000 to the non-political charity of your choice. It's like, why not just bet then? Yeah. You know? Why not just do the bet? And just, non-political charity, but th- what's the point of winning? Like you want to win, you want to make him do give it to Black Lives Matter, or like a trans rights or something. Yeah, right? what betting? charity? You get to pick gun right, gun fuckers, or yeah. daughter of the Confederacy, whatever you want to go to. That's called betting. Betting is right. Betting has like a negative outcome on the other end of it. Being like you can donate to a fucking church or some shit is like. What? Ron Perlman was the beast in the Beauty and the Beast show from way back when. He was that too, yeah. He was Clay Morrow from Sons of Anarchy. Yes, that too. I mean, I know him as Clay Morrow. Got it. Uh, so anyway, he goes, I'll bet 10K to the non-political charity of your choice that you couldn't last five minutes in the wrestling ring with Jim Jordan without getting pinned. You up for it, or does your publicist say too risky? <laughs> There's a lot there. Why? There's so much in that in that collection of words. Yeah. That like is embarrassing. Again, non-political charity. I don't even. I'm like trying to heart, think of one, like a heart disease one, or like, like a, a prost- <laughs> prostate cancer one, something like that. That's true. That's true. I guess or some sort of walkathon. Yeah. Ted Cruz doesn't want to be made to give to like Planned Parenthood. Exactly. Or some shit. You know? Right. Uh, a walkathon. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Just don't sponsor the, the a Great Pumpkin Run. <laughs> yeah. Give $10,000 to the Great Pumpkin Run. I think all charity is political because 
here's the thing because they the politicians use the charities for political purposes a lot of politic a lot of charities are used for political purposes i guess so i would make the argument to ted cruz all charities political i don't care prostate cancer charity i'm sure that's political i can't think of why right now but i'm sure somebody uses it to get something and there we go now, yeah. and who does Ted Cruz want him to wrestle? He wants him to wrestle Jim Jordan. He wants wrestling... to wrestle the original guy. Okay. Yeah, the Jim Jordan, so, the guy that I read the piece about before. He wants him to wrestle him. He's re- he's stepped in to re- to get this match together. Right. Ted Cruz isn't going to wrestle. I wonder. Now it's got me thinking though. Does Jim Jordan even have anything to do with this? He might not even know he's being talked about right now. That's what's interesting, right? Well, he got tagged by Ted. But, how? okay, I'm going to take this back to when I was in high school. And I was the Ted Cruz when I was in high school. I was not the Jim Jordan. I was the Ted Cruz, okay? Okay. I would talk shit, and then when it came time to fight, somebody else would do the fighting for me. That makes me the Ted Cruz. Right? Yes. In these situations. Right. Okay? And you're saying, better watch out. I know somebody that can kick your ass. And every time it was agreed upon, before the shit started talking, with the person who was going to whip the person's ass, that they had my back. It would be like, dude, you know, this guy fucking, you know, I got your back on this. Don't worry about it. Okay. You know, and they would take care of that person. Now, did Ted Cruz sit in the congressional lunchroom or whatever. I don't think they're even there. Uh, did Ted Cruz text Jim Jordan and say, hey, what if we challenged Ron Perlman to a wrestling yeah. match? <laughs> and then Jim Jordan was like, I'll do it. I'll pin him. I'll put him down. You know? Five minutes. I can do it in five I minutes. Can, <laughs> I can pin him in five minutes. He did. He probably did say I could pin him in five minutes. But then... The question becomes, why didn't Jim Jordan, who was mentioned in the first tweet, yeah. be, Pick his the, own fight. be the one that responded to Ron Perlman? Because the, the key here is that Ron Perlman is the celebrity in this exchange. Yeah. Okay? So, like, Ron Perlman, we don't, we don't need Ted Cruz's star power to get this over. We have Ron Perlman's star power to get this over. Right. So Ted Cruz didn't need to be involved in this situation, right? Which makes him seem so pathetic that he would go on the internet and go to a Hollywood actor guy and say, I'll bet you my friend Jim could kick your ass, dude. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a horrible person. Yeah. Well, spineless, too. Just truly spineless guy. You know? Yeah. All right. I think we did the show. That's the show? That is it. That's all we got. You don't want to talk about Chicken Nugget Lady? I do. I can't play the audio. Wait, you don't think people know about Chicken Nugget Lady? The cop Chicken Nugget Lady? Yeah. The cop that was crying in the McDonald's parking lot? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can talk about it. Yeah, I, I wanted to play the audio, but like... Okay. Uh, so, this came out earlier today. I just heard about it when I got here today. 
And uh, it's pretty viral. So if you haven't heard, go find it. You know? Yeah, I'm sure you, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. Everybody's seen it. Especially because this isn't coming out till tomorrow. But this was posted by somebody named Ann. TKA, TKAG 2020 Ann. It's TKAG. Trump Keep America Great 2020 Ann. And uh, this is just... Oh, oh my God. I got to read you her, her uh, bio. Tennessee Proud American... Code of Vets, Trump 2020, God Bless Our Troops, uh, Pro-Life, Constitutional Conservative Independent, No Porn. Oh my God. <laughs> the no porn part. <laughs> so there's no, you would not see any porn on here. So she's so she tweets, Stacy, who has been a cop for 15 years, went to McDonald's. She paid for it in advance, and this is how she gets treated for being a cop. Come on, America. We're better than this. Now, Stacy is uh I can't even tell if she's a cop necessarily. Some people are saying she isn't, and then other people rebut and say with proof that she is. Could be a small town cop. Not yes. not with the PD in Richmond. Right. The Richmond police said they didn't know who she was. But, but other... she could be like... Yes. A suburb... Like, my neighborhood has their own police. Right. You know? Right. But she is uh, wearing, like, a collared shirt. But she also and... has the cop walkie-talkie guy on her. Yes, the little chest thing that they're talking to. The... Yeah, why is, he, why is he using those for? Um... So, first of all, I love it when she introduces herself and she says, so I'm pulling up to the McDonald's and I've already paid for the app on the app because I don't want anybody to pay for me like they do. That's very cop. That's cops get their shit paid for them all the time. She's trying to be humble. And you know what? They don't want to get their shit paid for for them, you know? No, they can't. They can't stand it. They just want to be one of the rest of us, right? She was trying, trying to be humble there. I like the move. I'm not though. Jesus. I do Jesus type work, but I'm not Jesus. Yes. Yeah. So. And then the story goes. Uh, she shows up, and they're like, uh, "We don't. Who are you? We don't know you. Who you are?" She hand shows them the order. They're like, "You need to go to the little wait spot." The, those little three number reserved, three yeah the, i call it number three when they send you to number three yeah because you pull up to the first window and you pay and then they say come up to the second window and then sometimes they'll be like mm, you gotta go to number three yeah you know you gotta go sit by that three and it happens especially if there's a hash brown slash french fry involved or extra thing right an egg mcmuffin especially not an egg McMuffin necessarily. They usually have. If it's in the afternoon. Done. Well, this is this is morning. She's coming home from a night shift. She's Got been it. working all night. She explains, and she's getting an egg McMuffin, a hash brown, and a coffee. Right. And uh, so what happens is she's sitting in her car and she's waiting, and she's crying for some. She doesn't cry yet. Yeah. She's, she's she says basically what happens is uh. She waiting, she's waiting and waiting and waiting. It's taking forever. And they come to her car and they just bring the coffee. Which is also a move. Though. And then she starts, that's when she starts tearing up and she goes, I just don't know if, if I can 
trust the food if they saw my uniform now because they're taking extra time to poison it. Like she just now has assumed that they brought the coffee out because they were clocking her and they're like, oh, we're about to poison the shit out of this cop. Yeah. And, and when they say, first of all, has, have we seen a cop? I mean, cause earlier in the week, right? We had the, uh, bleach in the shake shack which ended up being lactose intolerant yeah ended up being a poor eating habit <laughs> yeah lack of self-control on the officer's behalf guy had to go do a doo-doo i mean i get that way too though man there's times where like i get i'm like i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna feel bad about this but i'm gonna get a milkshake tonight you know yeah. what i mean that's what that's when people are like, oh, this MSG is so bad. And it's like, uh, you ate a six-piece crab rangoon, a bucket of fried rice, and then you wash it all down with like a sugary drink. Yeah. With a pop. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's also like, you're really at a McDonald's in the morning, which can be crazy. I worked at a McDonald's and 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 I did breakfast twice the whole time I worked there. And it was fucking crazy. It was crazier than a lot of the dinner rushes. It was, it was, it, I think the, the morning is so fucking People busy. rely on that. Yeah. People will put time into their dinner, but they wake up 18 minutes before they have to clock <laughs> in. Hungry as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and they come to the drive-thru and expect you to have that shit ready in four minutes. Right. And like, sometimes that's just not possible to do for the workers this, there. Yeah. And you're not guaranteed that ever when you go through a drive-thru. You're never guaranteed that. I, this is the experience that we all have. Yes. This is why we want there to be better training. This is why we want there to be higher pay so that people can stay and do the job. Because on more than one occasion, I've just driven away from a McDonald's because I do not want to fucking deal with it anymore. Right. I just write it off. Whatever it is, whatever the money was, I'm done with the situation. I take my car and I point it in the direction of another McDonald's or I go to a Burger King. But yes, the service at McDonald's is fucking horrible. It's it, nobody's getting paid to care. Yes. <laughs> the company is just going to slot more people in. Um, this is no surprise. The other thing that's so funny about these cops, and we've talked about it before, is they, they consider themselves like they're under attack. Everybody's getting after them. Here's what's happening. They're spitting on your hamburgers, but you have saliva when you eat, so you don't even notice it. Like when if I saw a cop's hamburger, I would spit on it or put a booger on it. You're eating, you're already eating people's bodily fluids, cops, and you have no idea. No one is going out of their way to go scoop up dirt from the outside and put it on your burger. No one's bringing poison to work for when a cop comes through. They see that you come through, they put their finger down the crack of their ass, and they wipe it on your bun, and they send it down the line. And you eat it, and you never know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, and I didn't, There's, I didn't spit in any shit, but like, if the cop, look, we know what the cops function are, and who they go after. Yeah. You know? And we know that like, you know, that right now in particular, we're talking about how they go after black men and women, but they also, poor people hate them too. Yeah. Like all, of all sorts. Yeah. You know, and they go after, they spend most of their time cracking down on poor people. I, I mean, have the people that are working, the people that are working at those jobs don't have the kind of car to get them uh, safe from police harassment, you know? Yeah. 
Absolutely. And, and like, so, of course they're getting their food spit in. Fuck. Constantly. Dude, we hate you. We've been fucking saying we hate the police for fucking decades, decades now. There's a fucking song called Fuck the Police that people love. Old. is a hit. It's just people love the fucking song, and they always have, you know? And, like, I grew up not liking the police. Yeah, know? I mean, it's a standard sentiment. And I, I just, they come up with all this stuff, and it is really bullshit. The problem is, is that our family members are like, did you hear the police are, ta- fast food workers all over America are attacking police? And they're fucking not. Like, they get to come out and make the claim that that someone at Shake Shack poisoned those cops. And a lot of people believe that. A lot of people that believe cops had glass in their pizza. Right? Yeah, yeah. None of this is happening. None of it. None of it's Every happening. Time. We we fucking had all those stories, right? About, I mean, we, we've done st- we've done this story a hundred times. The uh, the cop that ate the cheeseburger. Yes. He took up the guy. This guy goes to fucking McDonald's. He takes a bite out of his fucking cheeseburger and then wraps it back up and then takes a picture and says, they served me a cheeseburger that had a bite out of it. Right. Like, who's going to get away with that? (laughs) And then when he got caught, because they have cameras on these fucking employees all day. Yeah. That's the other fucking thing. Every employee knows that they're on camera all the fucking time. There's nowhere to do this shit. You go you into know? the back office where Denny's at with his computer and you just see closed circuit television of your entire workplace. Right. Yeah. Denny does sit. He sits in a fucking chair at a desk that is like half of the room and the other half is closed circuit television. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, yeah, there's they they can look and see what happened. That's what happened with Shake Shack, too. They did the fucking thing and they were just like, no. There, there's nothing in your fucking milkshake, my right? Dude. Nothing. And like, uh, uh, um, the cop that uh, said they put dirt on his Whopper, that was another cop, right? That, that like, uh, they he 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 ate all but the last bite on of the la- Whopper. On the last bite, he was like, "There's dirt on this." <laughs> How would you be able to fucking tell there was dirt on a Whopper patty? I would love to hear. How you look at a Whopper patty and you see dirt. I mean, they look like dirt. It looks like a pile of dirt on a bun. And I, th- I mean, all it is is like once it's a low quality hamburger sent through a flame broil microwave thing. There's probably a nasty end on it. Yeah. Like you just power through that piece. Yeah. <laughs> but he said he finished eating it and then he was like, oh no, there's dirt on it. And yeah. then went on Facebook and did the post and then they went and they Burger King went and they looked at the closed circuit TV and to the specific cheeseburger that was being made the specific Whopper that was being made and said no they no we serve dirt burgers at Burger King yeah we followed all the rules I mean I don't know how you know I, I watched them do it and that cop never apologized which that is I like that move, but you know, I don't like anything about the police, but I like never apologize. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, and, uh, I'm trying to think, are there any more, the, the cops at Starbucks? Oh yeah. written on their Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. And then it came to find out that they wrote it on there as a joke. 
So like this idea that these guys are under attack all the time and getting their food fucked with and and that they're these they're not these protected class of people is fucking crazy. Because every story about it turns out to be a lie. As soon as the Sergeant's Benevolence Association in New York posted the Shake Shack comment, I fucking knew it was a lie. Yeah. There had just been, there's such a fucking history of this that it's, it. I can't believe, I can't, here's the fucking thing I can't believe, I can't believe they're still trying to pull it off. Well. Well, it's, it also comes back to, like we used to talk about with fentanyl, how they always thought that there was some sort of criminal that was, like, weaponizing airborne fentanyl on them. Yeah. And that, like, they they really don't know what a panic attack is. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you're drinking a milkshake and you get a whiff of some cleaner. Whatever it is, there's a lemon breeze or something. And then you're like, oh, there's... There's bleach in this. So I think there's bleach in this. And then your stomach starts rumbling and you've worked yourself up to the point where you believe you're being fucking poisoned. And this is your last moment on earth right now. You know? Yeah. 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 And I mean, even if it's not, it's a, I think I tend to even lean more on the side that it's lies. Most of Just the time. Lying. 99% of the time. It's not even a panic attack. It's a lie. Now, the reason I, I, I say panic attack is because a lot of them go to the hospital or shoot themselves up with Narcan. Right. But, like, the ones that don't go to the hospital, I think, are all lies. When they say they didn't, the dirt burger guy, the, the like, all all that kind of shit, the spit, whatever it is that they say that's on their burger. They don't say spit. They eat the spit and don't know it. That's true. They're eating a lot of spit. They come up with their, they come up with fake stuff. They don't realize they've probably eat a dozen burgers ham boogers a week yeah i mean spit's we not would even just that bad i mean it is now in the covid times but pre-covid it we was would like spit was like whatever just take a slimy burg- booger and put it right on there and melt the cheese on top and people just eat it right up <laughs> police will just eat it right up well yeah i mean i i don't mind eating a booger you know it's like whatever well again in covid times i don't want to but like quit being bait i quit the job if I had a fucking job where fast food workers all want, where I thought every fast food worker hated me and wanted to poison me, I would quit that job. <laughs> also, I mean, this is an original. Somebody else pointed it out, but like, uh, you ever heard of, uh, I think it was Jesse. It was Jesse Farrar. Um, but have you, have they ever heard of like, uh, packing a fucking sandwich from home? Yeah. <laughs> well, they like, get free shit though a lot. That's true. Dude. That's why they want to do the it. Thing. They go to these restaurants and they order the food and it's probably a 50 50 gamble shot whether they're yeah. going to have to pay for it. So they never have to pack their lunch. Makes sense. You know, I watch cops all the time at like, um, if I go to the get go by my house. Just walk in, grab a coffee, fucking walk out. You know, yeah. it's just hey, I'm just gonna roll in here and grab a, a grab a, a coffee and walk out. And if right. I did that, they probably wouldn't say anything to me either. That's but true. If <laughs> like if a homeless person did that, oh yeah, the it's cops over. would put them in a chokehold. Yep. You know, but but like uh, they get so much special treatment. I mean, I think if I was a cop, and uh, I wouldn't pack lunch ever. I would find it to be pointless to pack a lunch. I would go to Applebee's during the lunch rush and I would get my table 
right there at the Applebee's. They'll they'll clear a table for me and let me go ahead of the line because what I do is very important. Uh-huh. And then I would just bank on somebody else in the place being like, hey, we're picking up these heroes tab. Yeah. You yeah. know? It's a smart move. I know. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I know. Make sure, uh, if cops didn't suck, like they're the only valor I don't want to steal. You know, I don't want to yeah. steal cop valor. It's worthless now. Cop valor's it's down plummeting. through the floor. Plummeting. It's just through the floor. It's worth nothing. You know, sad, sad, really. Well, not sad. It's great. So, yeah, cop valor uh, stock is down. Uh, National Guard valor. Stock is down. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're getting troop valor might go down. We might be in the lowest value valor market we've seen. Yeah. It's rock bottom right now. At this point now, the valor goes to nurses. So we got to get scrubs. Scrubs. Let's buy some scrubs, dude. Walking around in scrubs. Just walk around. Yeah. Garfield scrubs. Yeah. Any kind. You know, you just pop a pair of scrubs on. Put your mask on, walk into the Dunkin' Donuts, boom, you got yourself a copy. Scrubs are cheap, too. I didn't like getting a cop uniform or right. a military uniform. Yeah. It's scrubs. That's okay. that that valor is through the roof. The paramedic driver, through the roof. Yeah. You know? The the uh anything with a gun, I say it's a it's a bear market. Yeah, yeah, you know? in trouble. On on gun things. You know, and and who knows? What firemen but firefighters, not firemen. Obviously, there's fire theys and there's fire women too. But uh, they're up there because of the videos from Italy where they show them beating the crap out of the police. <laughs> yeah, that's a big win. <laughs> that puts the, the firefighters up high. Have you seen those videos? I've, yeah, I saw some. Well, the fucking firefighters just be out there like, let's whip the police. Stop ass. this and shit. Like, All right. We, got, we, <laughs> we have armor. <laughs> I wish they did that here. I think they're buddies here. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah, they play softball and shit together. You know what Charlotte did? Uh, she called us a spider non-barnary. Non-barnary. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful, though. I said spider guy, and I said, well, I guess it could be like spider woman, too. And she was like, or non-barnary. Non-barnary. <laughs> hey, it's so good. She tried. That was her first attempt. Yeah, Gwen is getting mad. She wants to go to more, more protesting, and she's uh, 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 she's highly radical now. Getting her temp soon, folks. Wow. Temporary a license. I have to get her a social security card, which... She doesn't have one? Well, my wife... I don't know when this happened. She said she got... Something got stolen that had the social security card in it. Maybe it was out of the car or something. I don't know. But, yeah, we got to get a social security card, which could be proved difficult in these COVID times. So... I don't know. Yeah, you have birth certificate. Yeah, I hate I hate getting those things. I do too. I do too. They always are like three. Th- there's like you need two out of three. That's the thing about temps. You need two out of three, and yeah. one of them's a passport. Right. It's like pff, not going to happen. Hillbilly family. We don't have a passport. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I don't know, man. I uh I want to get her temps, but it's she's been driving. I, I mean, I've been allowing her to drive. Took her. Took her out for a little bit to drive around a neighborhood, and uh, I, I, you know how I'm, I'm a really cool dad, you know, like sure, you know, cool dude dad, right? I'm trying not to be 
nervous dad while the kid's driving. Right? Okay. Like, that's the stereotype. That's the new stereotype I'm trying to break. You know, the, the, the cliche old thing where you're like... You should be nervous, though. I am. I'm fucking you're, terrified. That's not, like, unjustified. But I'm trying not to, like... I'm trying not to show that I'm freaking out. Okay. You know? Because it's scary. I just say, like, uh, you want to get, you know... Because, I mean, like, if the person in the passenger seat is flipping out, that also doesn't help, I guess. You know? If they're saying, like, oh, my God, you know? And it's just like, hey, you're getting, like, really close to these cars on the other side of the road. Hey, uh, watch out. Uh, hey, you might want to try uh, some tighter turns there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Her turns are very... But she was doing... Here's the thing. She wasn't doing hand over hand. I, uh, I taught her that, and now the turns have changed. Okay. They're working. She was just trying to spin her trying whole... trying to do the whole thing, and it's like, that don't work. Yeah. Kid. All right, now that's the show for real. All right. Let's take us out. I'll shut it off. All right. Well, that was Street Fight Radio. Uh, we'll see you next Wednesday. Uh, Holy Boys will be out Friday. Uh, you know... Get us in the usual play. I was just on citations needed, so.
weiß Bescheid. Ja.